Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Read with Michelle Martin. I am reading Frida Liu's new book, In Your Skin, Bloom, Flourish, Magnify. I am delighted to welcome a woman who is my LinkedIn friend, and she is a big radio personality over in Malaysia. I finally get to say hello to you in person. Hi, Frida. Hi, Michelle. Nice to be speaking to you. I'm on air in the 30 minutes uh, thereabouts, don't worry. What are you doing? Sorry, what are you up to in 30 minutes? Uh, well, in about, in, at 10 o'clock, I'll be on air in Malaysia. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, don't worry. I fully respect on-air deadlines, so I won't keep you beyond our stipulated 50 minutes. Hey, congratulations about your brand new book. I'm delighted to welcome you to the audience here in the morning with us on radio. You're a journalist, you're a speaker, you're an author. This is not your first book. You have five under your your belt, right? Yes. Okay. This one, I guess, is a bit more personal. Yeah, I, I like the fact that, you know, we got to see a lot of you along the way as you introduce the chapters and, and the fabulous women that you include in this book. Now, but tell me, why the subject of being comfortable in your own skin, as your title suggests? Um, for me, it's been a journey, right? And I think um, it wasn't meant to be for women, but I think it is something that pertains to women a lot more, being comfortable in your skin. I find that talking to a lot of people, especially women, they always feel that they're not enough. They're not good enough, you know, and they're making comparisons and they're making all these sort of things, right? And I just said, you know, we've got to get to this point where we're comfortable in our skin. We're all led to do different things and we've got to celebrate people who do different things. Um, you know, certain people get into media and then we think that that is success, but that isn't the case. And that, that was why I wanted to highlight people who are doing things, the unsung heroes, and they are where they are because they're comfortable in your skin. You know, I, I host a show I, for a long time that, that spoke with remarkable women called Women of Worth. And we did several shows on imposter syndrome because the most accomplished women would come up and, and talk about these doubts of, of their accomplishments or this persistent internalized fear that they would be exposed as a fraud. So I wonder if you, you cover anything to do with imposter syndrome in this book. Uh, maybe just for myself, you know, uh, for the longest time, right, I, I, we always shy away from our accolades and our praises. And when we're, we're good at something, we don't want to talk about it. I don't know. you know. Yeah. And I realize it's not an Asian thing, right? Mm. It's, it's imposter syndrome is coming, you know, something that happens around the world. And it affects people, right? Uh, men and women. I think more so with women. I mean, this research has shown that a man will take on a job uh, if they feel they're 50% qualified. A woman will only take a job when they feel they're hundred percent qualified mm. so simple things like that hold us back you know when we just want to eat we should just take opportunities and then you know rise to the challenge and learn new skills along the way yeah absolutely so you know on this this topic of learning new skills there's a woman in the book that talks about how her, her grasp of language and nlp in particular neuro-linguistic mm. programming helps her re- reframe the world uh, rethink the language that she uses for herself i i think that you studied nlp as well did you yes. feel that it changed your life? Oh, definitely. You know, um, words that hold us back. Words that hold us back like uh, uh, you, you only have one soulmate, okay? Mm. Or uh, you've got to find your passion. And people are so, like, and then you've got people who say, I don't know what my passion is, or people who say, I have a lot of passions. And that's it, right? We have a lot of passions. We are multifaceted people. So words that we change, the questions that we ask, we, not, we need to reframe uh, the words we say. For example, uh, like, you know, I don't know what to do. I catch myself saying, I don't think I'm good enough for this. Really? Right? Then you change the words to, how can I get better at this? Right. 
Right. Yeah, it's just a simple statement that, you know, the moment you say, I don't know how I can get better at this, you, your mind stops thinking. But when you say, how can I get better at this? Okay, then the mind's open. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do this. Right. So NLP, languaging, the words that we say to ourselves um, in the deep recesses of our mind, mm. we've, got to be, we've got to be very mindful of that. Uh, I understand from chapter one that you use something to help you design your life. And that is called the wheel of life. How has that impacted you? Okay, for me, the wheel of life, and I'm sure people have seen it or Google it anyway. Um, and it was something that I've known for the longest time, but I only put it into practice really in the last 10 years, right? And one of the things for me to get comfortable in my skin was actually looking at all aspects of my life from my fitness, my faith, my friendships, my finance, you know, and to set goals and to be mindful that these are all aspects of my life that I should take care of. Um, one of the most painful things was my divorce. And I look back at it and it's easy to say, oh, it's his fault, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I look at that wheel of life. Oh, wow, oh my, I didn't pay attention to that relationship. Because I was so focused on something else, I forgot to put any attention to relationship. And so now I am very mindful, do I make time for my son? Do I make time for fitness? Do I? So it's about every year I look at this wheel of life and make sure that I set small goals in all these areas. Some things will be more important than the other, but I'm very conscious that I do things in all aspects of of, of the wheel. That's wonderful to think of all the different dimensions because I don't know about you, but I think radio is a hungry beast and it can really consume (laughs) every minute of your your, your life and a lot of your energy as well. Yes. Okay, I'm going to turn the tables on you because what you do in this book is, you know, you give each woman sort of a questionnaire. So I'm going to put some of those questions to you, okay? Hey, what keeps you motivated when you feel like calling it a day? I always start a day with exercise. I find that that sort of helps me uh, just get my spirits, get me pumped up and everything, and I just look at uh, what I need to do. Okay, is there anything you would not have done or done differently? No, I like to say that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have married that guy, but no, he gave me a son. Mm, your wonderful set. Yeah. So, so I mean, nothing. Everything happens for a reason, and every. I think when we look back, every decision was right at that time. Yeah, that that's, right. Mm. You know, what I mean, it's called hindsight, right? But it was the right decision at the time to the knowledge that we have, to the circumstances at that moment. So that whatever decisions I made was the right decision at that time, right? And then if it wasn't right, what did I learn from it? And just you know, make sure you don't do it again. <laughs> That's a good reframe of the question, Frida, I have to say. Okay, here we are on Money FM. So I need to ask you the money question, okay? What does money mean to you? Okay, money is very important. Uh, we have to look at money very, very seriously. And when I look, when I talk about that, uh, make sure the moment I started work, I bought life insurance, right? Just a very simple thing, life insurance. And then as you get older, you know, make sure that the basics are covered. And uh, this is the boring stuff, right? The medical card. Women have extra organs that we need to take care of, right? Extra bits and pieces, right? We don't want to think about this 20 years, 30 years down the road. I'm sure all of us have had friends who have died of cancer or something like that. So look at that money in that way. Make sure that you've got simple savings, you know, have, have look at towards saving and getting passive income. These are the things that you look at and it's never too late to start. I look at it very seriously in my 20s and I don't mean like I need to live lavishly, but I want to know that you're going to 
be 50, you're going to be 80, and you want to be 80 not just a life, you know, you want to live well. You know, you was going to be a life that is of significance, right? You want to make sure that you're taken care of. So these things are important. And of course, I need money for my travels and my shoes as well. So this is the life that I want. So what do I have to do to earn that kind of money? Ah, okay. I like that. Right? I also love the prioritizing of shoes. Let me just say that. <laughs> Every girl needs a shoe budget. What would you tell your 21-year-old self, Frida? Just... 21-year-old self, I would have just started work at that time, lived life. I didn't spend enough time enjoying myself in my 20s. Mm, Seriously. It was just about work, 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 and I think um, I should have spent more time enjoying myself. (laughs) I love that. I love that. (laughs) You know, this morning I woke up to really sad news that one of my role models, uh, Toni Morrison, has passed away at the the age of 88, and she was the first African-American woman to win the Nobel Prize for Literature. Uh, who who is your role model? Oh, I love Ariana Huffington. Hmm. Um, I love what she does with with the Huffington Post, and then of course, you know she uh, she wrote a book called Thrive, and that book oh, talked that. about and, and just but it had to take a great aneurysm to wake up to the important things like sleep, you know, stress and depression, and addressing these things. But it had to take that wake up call for her to you know to move in that direction of what she's doing with Thrive. Um, so that to me is I connect with her on, on that level, and I don't want to get through a brain aneurysm to 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 you know to yeah. appreciate the, the the more important things in life. Yeah, speaking of being busy, you know, a lot of us find meaning in life by how busy we are, and so this rat race continues, right? Or being yeah. the hamster on the wheel. Are, are you a workaholic? What is your? How do you delineate between you know the time that you need to spend really focused on what you need to do for for show prep and all that, and, and then life. Okay, so uh, I changed the word from busy. I changed, I don't use the word busy. I want to say I, I'm productive, right? I, I, what, I'm, I'm productive. What am I doing today that is productive? The book that I read years ago, Stephen Covey, right? If you spend time on the important and not urgent, you've got to spend time on what's important and not urgent so that one day it doesn't become urgent and important. Okay. So I do. So I do the things, and I think, okay, so this is going to be effective two weeks from now. This is going to be effective three weeks from now, and then so I try to prep myself early and not be caught in. You know, we always get caught at last minute with things. Right. Life, but life happens. Of course, things happen. Um, and then what is urgent for the day? What is important? For, what is important for the day that I need to look at? You know, son has something that he needs to do, and of course, he doesn't tell me in, in advance, so that. <laughs> So then, then his urgency becomes my urgency. But sometimes I'll have these conversations. Can you sort it out yourself? That's because great. Mom's, mm. Because mom's because mom's working. How old is your son? <laughs> He's sixteen, almost seventeen. Wow, you're raising a teenager. Yeah. What do you say to mothers out there who often come on the show and say they don't feel, you know, like they're adequately prepared to mother? Okay. I tell you, that's something that I feel is really, um, it affects me as well. Um, I want to, I realize that he's 16 years old. A mentor once said to me, the children are temporary guests in your household. So that kind of relationship that I have with my son at the moment, sometimes he's, he's in the same house and he WhatsApps me, he locks the door, right? <laughs> and, and I realize, okay, what was I like at 16, right? Mm. Um, th- this is, and he needs his space right now. And there'll be moments when mom gets into nagging mode, but most of 
time I just give him his space and I believe that as he gets older, knowing that mom is giving his space, he'll come back. I think I've built that foundation of relationship with him when he was younger um, and that he's going through this thing at the moment and we, we get on really well. It's just that he needs his space and let him be lost so that I can do my thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Frida. We're fresh out of time and I don't want to hold you up from your on-air show. So thank you for joining me. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Frida Liu is the author of In Your Skin, Bloom, Flourish and Magnify. And you can hear her on Malaysia's BFM. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.